Hello, hello, and good morning, Diverse City. This is Pastor James. I am excited to be here before you today on Super Bowl Sunday. Can my man go? Woo, 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 woo. Let me know in the comments right now. No conditions, no judgment, just love. Are you rolling with the losing Buccaneers or are you rolling with Kansas City Chiefs right now? Chiefs in the comments right now. What? Did you say the Giants? We ain't got to, did you say the Packers? No, we, we're, we're talking about champions that are taking the battlefield today. Again, right now in the comments, let me know who you're rolling with. You could throw up a picture, whatever you're doing to prepare for this awesome event tonight. Um, as you get ready to make a sacrifice of the chicken wings, to make a sacrifice of the nachos, to make a sacrifice of all of the things that we get to indulge in while we watch people play with the pigskins. This is our time right now to worship the Lord with our gifts today. Amen? Amen. I was reading the scripture today, and I think it's appropriate. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, and I am reading from the James Woods translation. Again, Joshua 24, verse 15, and I'm reading from the James Woods translation. It says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today, who will you serve? Will you prefer the gods of the buccaneers? Would you prefer the gods of the chief's kingdom? But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Amen. 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 This is your opportunity today to be able to serve the Lord through your sacrifice, being able to return back your tithe to him or to be able to bring forth an offering to show your love and appreciation for all that God has been able to do for us in 2020 and 21 as we look in this moment and reflect on God's goodness and greatness. And as we look forward into the future with great expectation, it is right for us to be able to tangibly show that our God is not just a good God, but he is a great and awesome God. So thank you again to our faithful members and partners for all that you continue to do for us. Matter of fact, just want to give you a quick update. We're about a month away from reopening our community center uh, with the partnership of the city of St. Louis, Gene Slade Girls and Boys Club, and Diverse City. Over $1 million have been invested into our building. Again, this is our building that God is bringing forth the provision to bring forth a vision that has been prophesied at this church for the last eight years. So again, in the next four weeks, look forward to more communication and more dialogue about what you can do to sign up your child to participate in the after school program and then also to be able to enroll in our summer program. Uh, the target number is to aim roughly about uh, 100 and 120 people. The goal is for us to be able to practice social distance, but then to provide care for those in need for such a time as this. And again, speaking of announcements, breaking news, or how would Sports Center go? February 
28th, folks. It's been a long time coming. We are reopening our sanctuary. Woo! Yes! We are back for in-person service. Thank you for everyone. It's been a long journey. It's been a lot of prayerful considerations, but it is time for us to open up the house of the Lord. Again, for you and your family during this time, maybe you're waiting on a vaccine, maybe you believe in practicing caution and would like to remain at home virtually, we will still come to your home every Sunday through YouTube and through Facebook Live. But then for those that have been waiting and asking for an opportunity to come back to church, we are kicking it back off again February 28th, we will reopen service here at Diverse City. So if you're available, if you want to be able to do your part, so many of you have been rested and you're ready to serve, put, put it right now in the comments, put serve. We'll make sure one of our pastors and leaders reach out to you. A part of us being able to stay open, it is a collective effort across the body to continue to reach our city, to continue to reach our community. While we're doing great things with the community center, God also wants to open up his house to be able to serve. So I need your help. Pastor James, Pastor Aldine, Pastor Drew, the deacons, the leaders, it is a team effort, us all working together to be able to do our part, to serve our body, to come back together, to have a spirit-filled environment, to practice social distance, and making sure that we are safe and secure in this building. So again, February 28th, I would love to see you in the place. And for those that would like to stay home, we are still coming live, but we are back in business. It's been since September 6th. Wow. Almost ooh, five months since we've been able to open our sanctuary. And it is time. So again, put serve in the comments. I'm supposed to be doing tithes and offering, but I am excited. Again, in the house of the Lord, this is our time to be able to come together. We are reopening. It's because you have been able to do your part. It is because of your faithfulness that God has preserved, that God has sustained us during this time. So give um, you can text DIVERSE to 73256, or you can send us a check to our church uh, building at 3201 Itasca Street, or you can embrace technology and give on our website, which is diversecity.church. So let's do our part from giving and our contributions and serving as we reopen to reach this world in such a time as this. Let's go before the Lord in prayer and get back into worship for our awesome and on-time work. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the people of diversity, for their faithfulness, for their attitude of gratitude, for their humility, for their steadfastness to be able to be preserved, sustained, and strengthened all through the fast, all through the closure, and all through their faithfulness. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us to be a blessing. So Lord, as we sow, we pray that you're able to return it to bless our lives, to bless our families, to bless our marriages, to bless our work uh, place, to bless every area 
and every aspect of our life. We thank you, Lord, that diverse city is good ground. We thank you, Lord, without you, we would not be able to reopen, but you have given us the power to get wealth. So today we release it for your kingdom. We release it for your glory and we release it to say thank you. And all that agree, say amen, amen, and amen. Let's get back to worship. God's grace is sufficient. It is more than enough. And it's made perfect in our weakness. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So let's sing about that. Your grace for me will always be more than enough, more than enough. The power of Jesus Christ in me is more than enough. More than enough because my heart is full and my soul is free. In my weakness, you had a plan for me, and I can't stop singing about your love. No, I can't stop singing about your love. Jesus, forever you'll be more than enough, and I can't stop. No, I can't stop. Whoa. Oh, 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 you will provide, you will supply more than enough, more than enough. God, open heaven, open wide, more than enough, more than enough, because my heart is full. And my soul is free In my weakness You had a plan for me And I can't stop Singing about the love No, I can't stop Singing about the love Jesus forever You'll be more than enough I can't stop No, I can't stop Oh, 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 oh. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I can't stop shouting, can't stop shouting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I can't stop shouting, can't stop shouting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I can't stop shouting, can't stop shouting. I give all my praise to you, Lord. Yeah. And my soul is free. In my weakness, you had a plan for me. I will sing the song, angels cannot sing. I have been reborn, I have been redeemed, and I can't stop singing about your love. 
know I can't stop singing about love. Be this forever, you'll be more than enough. I can't stop singing about your love. No, I can't stop singing about your love. Be this forever, you'll be more than enough. And I can't stop. No, I can't stop. Oh. Lift your hands. Let's just worship God. We love you, Lord. We want your presence. We want you to break out. We want you to move like never before. We thank you. Sing, our Father, all of heaven rolls your name. Sing louder. Make this place sear up with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father, all of heaven rose your name. Sing louder and make this place sear up with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. We want your kingdom to come. The sound of heaven touch. Come on, sing it. Our Father, all of heaven roll. Sing louder. Make this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Father, all of heaven, to sing louder, make this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Spirit break out. Break our walls down. Spirit break out. Yeah. Heaven come down. We need you, Lord. We want to, yeah. Come on. Spirit break out. Say break our walls down. Break our walls down. Oh, spirit, yeah. Heaven come down. Heaven come down. Oh, spirit. Spirit break out. Oh, break our walls down. We want you. Oh, Lord. We're desperate for a move from you, Lord. Heaven. Heaven come down. King Jesus, King Jesus. 
you're the name in your glory shaking up revival we want to see your yeah yeah we want to see your kingdom king jesus your name your glory shaking up the earth and sky revival we want to see your we want to we want to see your kingdom here we love you lord we bless you lord come on we invite you into our space lord we're asking that you break out and that you move in ways we've never seen before, in ways we could never imagine. Your presence is welcome, Lord. Knock down the walls of our heart, Lord. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come on, come like a rushing. We want you, God. Oh, come like a rushing. Move like never. Don't wanna move. I will stay here until you change me. Cause I need you. I don't wanna move. I will stay here until you change me, cause I need you. Come on, you sing that. I don't wanna be, yeah. I will stay here Come on, let that be your prayer. Come on, I won't relent. Yeah, I don't wanna move. Come on, Lord, we want you. We're desperate for you. Until you change me, change my heart, change my mind. Come like a rushing wind, come like a rush, yeah, come like never before. Come like a rushing, come like never before. Yeah, come like a We want you to move, we need you to move. We want you, Lord. We want you come like a rushing wind. We want you, and I need you. Sing, I need you. I need you. Oh, I need you. I need you. Our city needs you. Our churches need you. Our families need you, Lord. We won't move until you come. Oh, oh, oh. Spirit, break God right now. Because hey, hey, hey. I need you. Oh, we love you. Oh, we we'll wait on you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, all right. If you're excited to be in the house of the Lord, give them a clap of praise. 
clap it up. If you're excited, just, give, just lift your voice right now and give, give God the most exuberant, the most astonishing praise you can give him. God is good today. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord yet again, bringing forth the word. It's been a long week. It's been a, uh, a long month. It's been a long month. And now we're finally in February, my birth month. A little bias there. But yeah, my birthday's at the end of the month. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a good five weeks. Um, two weeks ago, we finished up the fast. And, you know, I, every year, every year, it seems like, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So every year, uh, my wife and I, as we take part of the Daniel fast, we, uh, we have certain things that we pray for. It's like everybody else usually. Certain things that you're seeking and you just want like God to speak. And you want God to, to do something, move or whatever it is, provide. This year, I prayed for two things. Number one, I just wanted to be better, okay? I wanted to be better. It's very, very broad, very, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, uh, I didn't have a specific direction to you. I just wanted, I just wanted to be better. Um, and the second thing was I wanted God to speak. I wanted to hear the voice of God, okay? So I wanted to be better, and I wanted to hear the voice of God. Those only two things I prayed for. Those are the only two things that I desired and I wanted. And I'll tell you, it was probably about week three, close to the end of the fast, that uh, I was at home and I was praying and I put on some, uh, some music. And uh, I was like, man, I, God, I just feel like the need to be like in your presence right now. Like, I just want to be uh, just usher in the anointing, Lord, just take me, dip me and dunk me into the anointing oil and just saturate me right now. I just, I just felt the need. And, uh, about halfway through, like God hit me like, mm, like it was so distinct. It was so unique. And God gave me the word lead. He gave me the word lead. Okay. And I was like, lead. Okay. Well, what do you mean lead? And, and the whole, mind you, the whole time I've been, uh, I've been fasting and praying. I, I asked to, be better and hear the vo uh, voice of God. And God gave me the word lead. And I was like, okay, well, Lord, is this like just for me? Like, do I need to be a better leader? And in that moment, and in the next few days, God showed me what it meant of that word lead. He showed me what it meant to be a better leader to uh, not only in my home, but at, at work and um and just in, in church and everywhere I go, just be a better leader so those who uh, can follow, those who might follow will have something to look at. And, so, and my biggest thing is I was talking with my kids and my family. I just want to be a better leader in my home. I want my kids to look at me and, and to see uh, uh, an obedient father, a, a, a father who, who loves them, admires them, pays attention to them. And a wife who will come alongside me and support what her husband's doing. And man, I was just, that, that was extra. That was, that, that has nothing to do with my sermon, to be completely honest with you. That was just something that just came to me right now. But anyway, so God spoke to me. And, and, and that's my, uh, my whole um, kind of like mantra for the rest of this year um, is I want to hear the voice of God. And when, he, and when I hear the voice of God, I want to be obedient enough and sensitive enough to, to, to move when it says move. Amen. So it's Super Bowl Sunday, right? Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hence the shirt. If you look at my shirt, okay, it says spiritually 
disciplined. If you can, if I hope I spelled it right, but anyway, spiritually, spiritually disciplined. And you're like, what does 35 mean? Well, that's for those of you, those of you that didn't know. That's how old I am right now. I am 35 years old. What does that mean, Pastor Drew? Does that mean that you have mastered spiritual discipline at 35? Yes. No, that was a joke. It was a complete joke. Please don't blow me up in the comments. Like, oh, I guess he done, he done found his way. He done, he done mastered it and cornered all that mark. No, it, it, what it means is that 35, I desire to be spiritually disciplined, okay? And it's a reminder to me. It's going to be a constant reminder to me, not uh, only at 35, because God spoke. I asked God to speak at 35. I asked to be better at 35, okay? So it's a reminder to me. That at 35 years old, turning 36 at the end of the month, February 27th, shameless plug, <clears throat> that I want to be spiritually disciplined. Okay? Now, back to the Super Bowl. You see that what the graphics are, I brought the Super Bowl up for a reason, not only because it is Super Bowl Sunday, but I, I decided to fashion it. it. It's supposed to look like a quasi jersey or whatever like that, kind of. Does it? Am I, am I getting it? Can you see it? Can you? Okay. So, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm a big sports guy. I love sports. Love them. I've played almost all of them, um, I, except, well, soccer and stuff. Like, well, I, I played soccer, but like in gym, in, in school. But all the other organized sports I played in high school, I wrestled. I, I did foot, played football. Um, I was a kicker. That was another joke. Somebody laughed. Somebody laughed. I might have been a kicker. Gio, you don't know. I may have a boot on me. But anyway. No, I played, I played football, love football, all the other sports, baseball. But to me, football is the ultimate team sport. <laughs> football is the ultimate team sport for many, many reasons. Primarily because of the accumulation and how many people that are together. And it takes all of the players to make a good team. Right? It's the ultimate team of sports. You have to be able to depend on one another. You got to be able to know that that guy's going to do his job. You guys got you, you got to know that beyond a shadow of doubt, when 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 you're down, somebody's going to be. There's always that that one person who may be, may not be that good, but they have the loudest mouth, and 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 they're they're the ones who like amp the team up. That was me. No, it was no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I was good. I had skills. Gio had skills. So anyway, you know. Most NFL teams are comprised of what, like 100 plus people. Each team, players, coaches, staff, all that stuff. It's about 100 plus people on the sidelines. A little different this past season because of COVID. But for the most part, there's a lot of people who make this thing run. A lot of people. On the field, when they snap the ball, there's 22 people on both sides, offense and defense. 11 on offense, 11 on defense. And everybody has a job. Everybody has a job. So if everybody has a job and we, we, we know that we have to depend on one another to make this thing work, because I don't know about you, but if, if I'm playing, I'm not the most competitive person, but I'm pretty competitive. OK, and I don't like to lose. And if I'm going to play a sport, particularly football, I want to play that game to win. Okay, at least I want to give it my all. I don't want to be out there just 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 halfway doing it. I don't want to do that. I want to give it my all. I want to if I'm going to be on the field of play, 
I want to be giving it my all, Tony. I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy who who lets the 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 linebacker through and sacks the quarterback. That has happened to me quite a few times in high school. I ain't gonna lie, because I played right tackle and right guard and all across the offensive line. I was a big guy, big guy, so I was always a lineman. And every now and then I'd give up a blocking assignment, I'd mess up, and I'd feel like I let my team down. i never forget, I was like a junior in high school. A junior in high school, and I had my first shot starting, because I, I, was, I was good, but there was a lot of guys above me that were, that were just better. But I had, my, Gio had my first shot at starting in a varsity game. So you know, you know me, I'm excited. I'm excited, the adrenaline's up, mom, dad are in the stands. Virginia was in the stands, we were dating back then still. Oh yeah. She's in the stand. She's watching me. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. Pre, pre drills. You know how it is. I, I, I just couldn't, couldn't stop. I'm like, oh. And they knew it. My parents knew it. They, they, they knew that I was going to get my first varsity start. So I was excited. So I go out there. First offensive series. I hit it. I'm not going to get in my stance. I don't rip my pants. But I, I hit it. It was an easy play. Easy play running, play, running, running play, probably to the A gap, something like that. Fine, you know, get, get the butterflies out. You know, that he, after, that, he, after that first hit, you start to settle down a little bit. Our first offensive series was, uh, was fine. We didn't score, but I didn't mess up. I didn't mess up. Defense comes on. Other team scores. Pressure's on. We get back out on the field after a point. I mean, after the kickoff. I'm back on the field. And what do I do? The very first play. Very first play, I'm like, okay, this is our chance. We're starting at the 20. We've got to march down the field and score. This is, my, this is my time to shine. I'm looking back up in the stands, giving them a wave. What's up? Say <sighs> hit. I go off the line. I'm down the field. I'm down the field. Whistle blows. Flag gets thrown. What happened? Um, it was a passing play. You can't, you can't go down the field that far to pass and play. 10 yards, okay, no big deal. I brush it off. You know, just shake the jitters off. I'm a junior. I'm, I'm like 16 years old, about to be 17. Next play comes up. Hit. I move off the line. It's a running play because I, I knew the play card. Reassured it in the, in, in, in the huddle. Running play. I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, we're marching down the field about three yards. Next play. I jump. <laughs> I was so excited. I jump. I jump. Ten yard penalty. And the next thing I know, I hear Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. And I look over, and it's the it's offensive line coach going like this. I'm like, what's this mean? I don't know what play call that is. No, that means get off the field. <laughs> I come off the field. And I'm talking to him. He grabbed me by the face mask. You know how they do grabbing my face mask. And he's like, what are you doing? My all, all kinds of other stuff that I can't repeat. And essentially, I sat the rest of that game after one and a half offensive series. Why? Because I didn't do my job. I was so excited and overwhelmed. I cost two penalties, 20 yards on the second. I was, just, I was so excited. I didn't do my job. So, like, I don't know about you, but I'm a Rams fan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Say all the boos and all the comments that you want. I get it. I get it. But I am a Rams fan. Uh, but I am going for the Chiefs today, okay? But it, all of us have favorite teams and favorite players if you are a fan of football. You have favorite teams, and I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine, like, 
your favorite player or just a good player, any kind of good prominent player. It could be a uh, come to, uh, it comes to mind like like a Dan Marino type player. OK, or like a Larry Fitzgerald or like a J.J. Watt. And all those players have something in common. Great players. Great players. Right. Great players who have never won a Super Bowl. They, they great to their own in their own right. They have so many accomplishments and all these records and Marino's in the Hall of Fame and Larry Fitzgerald's probably on his way after he retires and so many guys, you know, Christian McCaffrey and even a guy recently, because I'm a Cardinals fan too from St. Louis, uh, Nolan Arenado, a guy that we just acquired on the team, is going to make us better. A guy who spent so many time, so so uh, many years in the Colorado Rockies uh, baseball system, never won a championship, but probably arguably the best third baseman, especially because he's in St. Louis now. But anyway, he's the best, probably the best third baseman in MLB right now. But besides all of his his accolades and everything else, they still never, they never won a championship. Doesn't matter how good the quarterback is, doesn't matter how good the running back is. Doesn't matter how good the punter is, or you may have a, a star defensive lineman. They can't win the game by themselves. They cannot win the game by themselves. It, it, it will never happen. It's never happened before. You've seen a, a quarterback or a star player put the team on his back, march down the field, 10, 12 sacks, throwing for 500 yards, and they still lose. Why? Because the pieces aren't put together. The pieces aren't put together. Which brings me to my first point is God makes all things good. Okay, you're like, well, we just talked about the Super Bowl, and now you're talking about God makes all things good. Follow me. Follow me right here. 1 Corinthians, if you can give you a second to turn to 1 Corinthians, scroll to it, switch over on your phone. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 1 says, it's talking about the greatest gift. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass and clinging cymbals. Verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. See, what does that mean? It's, it's like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter like how well you throw the ball. It doesn't matter how. It, it just here, imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine if a, imagine, Tony, if you were a quarterback. You were the quarterback of your high, high school team. And you were a star. You had recruiters looking at you. You had people coming to different teams, scouting you out. You're the best. First team All-American a couple years. Now it's your senior year. And for whatever reason, you're in your senior year, you decided all the camps and stuff that you went to in the summer and all the knowledge that you acquired, all the skills that you uh, acquired in your arsenal, you're just going to keep it to yourself. You're not going to share it. You had a private meeting with your offensive coordinator, with the quarterback coach, and all you're going to do is keep all the knowledge to yourself. Be like, no, no, no. I got it. I'm going to shine this year. I don't care what they do. As long as they make me look good and I'm going to out here do, do me, it doesn't matter. Imagine how that, would, how that would work. You think that would work? I don't think it's going to work. It's not going to work. 
You can acquire all the knowledge and all the skills and all the, and, and all the accolades and all the, the things behind your name. And if you're not sharing it, what good is it? How many games are you going to win? None. You're not going, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So that, we, we, it just, we, we can't be that way. We can't be that way. There is not a, there's not a quarterback. There's not a wide receiver. There's not a star athlete who will win a game when they're on the field if they don't share that skill and that knowledge with the team. It's a team sport. It's a team sport. I mean, it's a winner. Y'all don't like losing. I don't like losing. You know, we spend a lot of, a lot of time, like especially currently, in, uh, in today's society, in the world, the world is crazy. We got COVID. We got all kind of stuff. Still waiting on my stimulus. Ain't got it. <laughs> all kind of stuff happening, man, and it's crazy. And it's like, at some point in time, like, we, we, getting, we get outside of ourselves, and we got to realize that it's bigger than you, Okay. It's bigger than you. Now, if you pay attention to the screen, you'll see it's a picture of a huddle. Okay. Now, the guy on his on the knee on his knee, excuse me, the guy on his knee is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He's he's. I like Russell. I like Russell. And if everybody's getting lost, please stay tuned. I'm not going to just talk about football the entire time, but it's both Sunday, so Holy Spirit's going to move in this, and we're going to make it work. But the guy on his knee is Russell Wilson, and he's in a huddle. The huddle is, what is, is where what happens? It's where, all the action, it's where all the information is shared, right? Anybody ever played any kind, of, any kind of football on any level, you know that the huddle is where all the information, that's when, that's when the game plan goes down. Remember back in the schoolyard when you, you huddle up and you write the play on your hand, and okay, you, you go this way, I'm going to zig, stop looking, you zig, you zag. Yeah, remember that? That's where all the information is gathered. And in that moment, you, 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 you talk over strategy. You talk about, you know, you know like if, if the, that, that defender, if, he, uh, if, if he's been playing you way off the line, the receiver's like, hey, hey, yo, Q, the guy, I'm going to beat him every day. I'm going to burn him on this route. Throw it to me, hit me, right? That's where the information is shared. Wisdom. Wisdom in the huddle. That's where you mature in the huddle. It's like, okay, well, bring it back. Bring it back. We're talking about spiritual maturity, spiritual discipline, being spiritually disciplined, acquiring the things that you need to acquire, doing the things that you need to do to become spiritually disciplined. I look at things like the fruit of the spirit. We, we did a whole series about the fruit of the spirit. If you, uh, if, if you remember last fall, close to winter, close to the end of the year, we did a whole series on the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, gentleness, all those fruits of the spirit. That can be like your offensive line, your offensive line. These, those are things that, that, that guard you. Those are things that, 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 that equip, that are big and that they protect you from attacks. If you have your Bibles, and they're still open. Join me in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 1. Verse 1, it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, 
You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spiritual of gentleness, considering yourself less. You also be tempted, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse three, for if anyone asks, I'm sorry, if anyone thinks himself to be someone when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Verse four, but let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. That brings me to my third point. Excuse the grammar, but it's check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's right. Check yourself, Tony, before you wreck yourself. Take a sip of water and pause for effect on that one. I know how to speak, but I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me in this point. I want you to get what I'm about to say. Okay. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. What does that mean? We're talking about spiritually disciplined, being spiritually disciplined, being mature, growing in our faith, growing in our faith. Because after, sometimes when we leave the huddle, we've got the play, we know our assignment, we have joined the army, we're geared up, we're ready to go, we're getting ready to execute this play. If you are the one who is super talented, super educated you're that guy you're that girl you just know it and you fail to share that knowledge and everything imagine that quarterback huddling up and said all right i know the play break everybody go to the line everybody standing around like what like don't worry about it. i got it i got the play i know the play <laughs> and then when he said they don't know what the snap count is they don't know where to run, where to go. They don't know anything. All they know is that this guy, this, this, this leader who's supposed to be leading us, just called a play for himself. I don't know what to do. Check yourself. Check yourself. We're, we get to the point where we're, we're so full. We, we've gathered so much. We've studied. We use verses like study to show thyself approved. Right? And and, and, and all these other things, and, and it's like, well, yeah, I've, I've got it for myself, but then, then it stops there. And then what are we doing with that? We become stagnant. We become stale. We become uh, useless, like lukewarm water that can be spit out. I don't know. I, I don't want to be that way. And I encourage you to, it, during, on your journey of spiritual discipline, spiritual discipline, it's got to get beyond it's got to get beyond. We're trying to equip you and train you to, to get beyond the excitement, the excitement of, of, of being a new convert, the excitement of, of, of first realizing something and now getting to the point where God can really use us, can really use us. All the things that we've read and studied and experienced. Go out. Virginia preached a great message last week. She talked about the Great Commission. She talked about e e equipping, uh, the, uh, uh, the equipping up of the saints and joining God's army. And Gio, you were in the military and everybody else, anybody else who may be listening or watching who was in the military know that there are very few people who can go from doing absolutely nothing, sitting on a couch, never being physically active, never have completed any level of education whatsoever. There are very few people who can go from that 
to joining a military service and be highly successful. Am I right or wrong? There's got to be a, a there's got to be a certain amount of training that you do. Okay, before you join. And then utilizing the training when you join to be put to use, to be put to service while you're in service. Amen. So pride and arrogance, pride and arrogance that we, we don't want we, we want to do away with those things. We're trying to be useful tools. We're trying to be useful in God's kingdom. All the things that you've studied, all the things that you know, all, all your talent, it's got to be put to use for God's kingdom. Proverbs eleven twelve, says pride comes, then comes shame, but the humble is wisdom. This is one we all like to quote. We, we all know this. Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. See, once God is like is working through you, you elect you let him affect every part of your life. Every part of your life. It gets to a point. I remember the the the, the old song um, about letting your light shine. There's a part in the song that says, "Hide under a bush." Oh no, I'm gonna let it shine. I'm gonna sing it in a second. I'm gonna get my ass Tony to come over and sing with me. Grab one of these mics. He just looked at me like, "No, what?" Anyway, that age-old song that we sang as kids is true today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide my light under a bush. It's time, church, for us to step out and realize that they're, they're, we're on we're on mission. We're on a mission. We're on a, We're not on this journey just to to uh, participate and blend in and hide and feel comfortable and sit back and you know I'm afraid to go out there and do this. I asked God to speak to me during the fast for a specific reason, not just because I like to hear God's voice because I think He sounds like Barry White or something like that. That's not the point. I want to be able to hear God's voice and and when in and, and above. Anything that Drew has, anything that that any knowledge that I have acquired, any skill set that they may have, I know that I am nothing, Gio, without God. I know that I am nothing. I don't have the answers, Tony. I don't. I don't have the answers. I can't. I can't do it by myself. So I need God to speak to me every day. So I knelt and I prayed. I said, God, I just want to hear your voice. I want you to speak. That way, when I'm in my huddle with my family, when I'm in my huddle at work. That they can see a leader. And then God gave me the word lead. I want, I, I want, I want you to be able to, to, uh, to, to speak to me. And I want to be able to answer. And I want to be able to go. I don't, without any hesitation. I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know if you remember, there was a sermon that Virginia, Pastor Virginia preached a year and a half or something like that ago. She had me walking on a table. And was, uh, the, the topic, I think the, the sermon was called, like, When the Road Ends. And that's how we are. And that's, that's how I want to be right now, literally. When the road ends and I can't see what's on the other side, will I take that step? Will you take that step? If you can't see what's, go- what's beyond your limits, you can't see what's on the other side, will you take that step? There's only so much stuff you can acquire, only so much intellect you can get. But are you going to be spiritually disciplined? We do so many things to, for our physical band, our physical body. <clears throat> I work out occasionally, not as much as I should right now, Gio. Not as much as I used to. But I'm getting back in it. 
But we do all these things to build up our physical man. We work out. We eat right. We go on walks. We don't take in too much of this or that. And a lot of stuff is good. And it's necessary if you want to be good at anything, if you want to you know, be in better health, especially if you play a sport, it's necessary. What's even more necessary is that you discipline the spirit and you are spiritually disciplined. It's more important to me now. It's more important to me than it's ever been. Because in, in these last days, in these days that we're in right now, you better, you better be spiritually disciplined. You better be seeking God's face like never before. God's calling us. And here's, like, here's another thing. If you're praying for God to speak, just know this. God is going to speak regardless. He's going to speak regardless if you want to listen or if you're going to ignore it. A lot of times we're going through issues in life and we're praying. We'll say, God, please speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I got to hear your voice. Lord, I need, I, I, I need an answer to this situation. Where should I go, left or right? Up or down? Should I stop here? Should I go? And then God speaks to you and he said, no, God, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. What, what are you talking about? I just bought this house. What are you talking about? Move. We've been here for 10 years. What do you mean move? Oh, no, 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 God. That, okay, uh, 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 God, speak to me in a different way, maybe. <sighs> or maybe what you're saying is, no, that, that wasn't God. That was just, a, that was just some, some indigestion. That was just some, some things that upset my stomach. I, I, I can't, uh, that can't be God. And I'm telling you that God will speak regardless and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, listen to what I'm about to say. Listen. Some of you are asking God to speak. And you're ignoring that voice because it doesn't come in the way or the fashion that you think it should come in. God's still speaking to somebody else. Come on. Hear me, hear me. While you're sitting down in your pew, while you're sitting down in your seat at your job in front of your computer at home and you're praying, God, change and fix this situation. And God is telling you, I need you to do this or that. And you're like, no, 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 no. Or maybe you're sitting there and you just can't hear it because your spiritual ears aren't tuned and they're not sensitive enough to hear it. But at the same time, God is speaking to someone else and they're answering they're answering them with a yes. God doesn't want just someone who's going to, he, he needs you to listen, to be in a quiet, still space and in a moment to where you can be obedient when he says, come on, son. Come on, daughter. You heard me before. I, I, I told you what to do before. It's not what you want to hear. It's not what you want to do. But I'm speaking. And I'm saying Go. So my question is, will you, will you go? Will you be obedient enough? Will you be sensitive enough to go? When you're in your huddle, will you share that information? Or will you just keep it to yourself? I don't want to be the type that keeps it to myself. I don't want to be the type that just gathers all this information and, and I'm asking God to speak to me. And he's speaking, and my spiritual ears are clogged up. 
I want to be able to hear my father, my heavenly father, speak to me. And when he says, Andrew, I want you to go, I want you to move. I want to go. I don't want to sit there and, uh, and, and be stagnant and be still anymore, Tony. What I don't want to be either is I don't want to be a person who is acquiring a bit of spiritual discipline. But they misuse it. They mismanage it. Come on, we're getting in nuts and bolts. This isn't just fluff anymore. We're part of the army. We're, we're stepping into a, a new era, a, a new way of thinking, a new mind. Is it meat and potatoes, all this, all this other stuff? God wants us to advance. He wants us to advance the line, and now is the time to advance the line. Pastor James, would you come up here real quick? Now, pay attention real quick to what I'm doing. There we go. <laughs> this did a little, little whirly about. So spiritual disciplines. Some of us have so much. We've done so much. We've acquired so much. We've been in. We've been a Christian for thirty-seven thousand years. That's that, that's not possible. I was a joke. We've been a Christian for a long time, Tony. We've been in church for a long time. We know how to uh, how to speak the word. We know how to minister. Some of us have, have some of us are new converts. Some of us have have, have just gotten saved. We excited, or maybe God has done something new and refreshing in your life. Right? Maybe something has happened and God is like, you know, um, here's an example. Has anybody ever been to like a McDonald's drive through <sighs> We don't talk about Chick-fil-A because they're on another level. On another level. Okay. But here, 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 Tony, check me out. Check me out. Here's what happens, guys. Here's what happens. We're in the McDonald's drive-thru. We're in the McDonald's drive-thru, okay? We're ordering our food. Shouldn't be there anyway because it's nasty and bad, and bad for you. But, hey, you're, it's an emergency, and you're trying to get home. You're trying to feed your, your family. You're trying to get a quick bite before you get home because you, you're tired. You don't want to prepare a meal when you get home, right? Or money's tight, and you got to make it do what it do. We're in a drive-thru. We're ordering our food. And what do you hear when you pull up? What you want? Excuse me? What you want? And there it started. It started already. It started already. You know? And then you, then you get there. You get up to the window. After all that, you gave them your order. You get to the window. And you see whoever is at the window come to you and maybe they said something just way off color to you. Just You don't know what's going on with them. They're having a bad day. They're having a bad day. And now you're having a bad day. So now that fire is meeting with fire. Okay? And you're ready to give it back at them. But then you're like, oh, no. Uh-uh. <clears throat> I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good today. I'm going to be good today. All right. So you, you swallow it. You don't do anything about it. You just, mm, biting your lip. That's cool. You get your food, Gio, and you go home. You get on Facebook. 
The gospel of Facebook is preaching, Pastor James. And we're, and we're being ministered to by the gospel of Facebook. Instagrams, whatever they are. You're watching, you're, and, and all of a sudden you're scrolling through and you see a nasty comment. That might be a little racy, might be a little out there, might be a little edgy. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. And you become a keyboard warrior for Christ. Right? We've become a keyboard warrior for Christ. We're just tearing them, lighting them keys up. Just, okay? And this is what we do. We say, we go, we whip out our keyboard, and we say, hello to my little friend. Okay? That's what we do. It's upside down. Don't pay attention to that. We say, this is what we do. This is, this, is, this is my spiritual maturity. This is all the things that I've acquired. This person just said something that was just inappropriate. And they, need, they need to be checked, Geo. They need to be checked. Okay, and this is what it's like. It's like, here, uh, take that. Take that. Just broke it. Take that. That's how we are. That's how we are. We see something and we want to jump on it. And we say, we say okay, I got this. I got this. Okay? Mm, mm, how'd that feel? How'd that feel? I got baptized. Got baptized. <laughs> but that's what we do. That's what we do so many times we just want to give it to them. We want to give it to them in the name of Jesus. We just want to soak them down with the most iciest of cold water in the name of Jesus. We just want to just give it to them. Because we've acquired it, because God has called us to a certain place, and I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let it go, Tony. Check this out. This is what God wants us to do. This is what God wants us to do. Now, the same thing happens. You're looking through the comments, and somebody responded to you, to your comment. But then the Holy Spirit meets you and says, shut your mouth. You already asked God to speak to you. And are you going to be humble enough to listen and hear him? He says, Drew, shut your mouth. Be still and know that I am God. I got this. And instead of taking your, your super soaker out. That one's from 1997. I bought it. It's a relic. Hit me up afterwards if you want to let me know. You know, Get it up off me. But this is what God wants us to do. God is saying, hey, look, I want you to be able to minister to this person. I want you to be able to minister and speak the word. And I want you to be able to, to convey my message and not your message. I don't care that you went to Lee University. I don't care that you have a doctor degree in theology. I want you to be able to hear my voice so when something comes against you, when people come against you in the church, in the very gospel, this is what I want you to do. I want you to you just, be, just be patient real quick. This is what I want to happen. This is what I want to happen. I want you to hear me, hear my voice. Now, how did that feel? Was it warm? It was warm water. It was, I was hoping it wasn't going to be too hot, but hear what I'm saying. This is what God wants us. This is where God wants us to be. Now, if you look at, his, if you look at him, he is wet. Okay? The, th the same thing was accomplished 
Some of us get so wrapped up and we get so fired up and we just want to, mm, we just want to uh, take the soap soaker, just get them all wet, soak them in Jesus' name. And God is saying, hold on. You can still saturate them. Come on, you can still saturate them. But I want you to do it in, in my name. The same thing was accomplished, Joe. He is still wet. He is still covered. But you did it in love. Come on. You did it in love to where when the water washed over him, he, he still got wet and he's still saturated. But it's warm. It's comforting. I was going to put some lavender in there, but I didn't. But it's, he smells good. He's comfortable. The same thing was accomplished. Some of us like, no, I got I got to get him right now. I don't care what it is. Fire and brimstone mm, right there. You, mm, you're going to get it. But the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I want to win them, not offend and disregard everything that I have set forth. The gospel of Jesus, the gospel is about love. The message is conveyed in a, in a way to where God wants us to know that yes, we are on a mission. We are on a battlefield. When the huddle breaks. When you go out in the world, the talents that you've acquired and everything that you've built up within yourself. He said, hey, when something, somebody, something comes against you, I want you to be spiritually disciplined. Keep your super soaker at home. Keep your super soaker at home. Filled with icy water. And listen to me, son and daughter, to where when that situation arises, when that happens, I have equipped you. I have equipped you with the tools necessary to still get them wet. You can have a seat. Thank you. He's wet. He's soaked in Jesus name. Verse six. If you're still with me, verse 6 in, uh, in Galatians says, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, but he who, I'm sorry, excuse me, for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap the flesh and reap corruption. Wow. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And this is the verse that we always quote. and We're no so familiar. Geo. It says, and let us not grow weary in well doing for in due season. We shall reap. If we do not lose heart. But sometimes we stop there. We don't continue. Tony, verse 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, what am I saying? Besides all these extravagant examples. Some of us are of the faith and we believe that the only way to accomplish spreading the word of God is by doing something where beating somebody up and, and when they leave, they leave the confrontation with you, they, they, they feel worse than when they, they came to you. I'm going to tell you, as, a, as 
As a Christian who is aspiring to be spiritually disciplined, there's nothing more disheartening when I see that. And sometimes it flat out annoys me, Gio. It's like God wants God wants so much more. He He's going to use us in, in such a magnificent way. Speaking of things that annoy me, my wife never annoys me, ever. Yeah, never. <laughs> she She's... Tony through uh, God answered my prayer through the fast, and I, as I said, He gave me the word "lead" and showed me what it means when it comes to my my role as a husband. And my wife, she has just blessed me so magnificently throughout. Uh, the beginning part of this year. Not to say the, the last, but let me rephrase that. She's always blessing me, but there's something renewed. There's a, there's a renewed energy and a spark and a difference um, when I am now hearing the voice of God fully and willing to submit. And now my wife is just, mm, I, I don't know the word to describe it, Gio, but there's something different in the Wilson household. and I And I believe it's because that I asked, God answered, and I moved. I don't have all the answers. I'm not the best. What I do have is humility and the desire to become spiritually disciplined. I want this year to be a different year, not only for me, but for us as a church, as a church body, as like-minded Christians, Knowing that we're on a mission, we're on a battlefield. Knowing that God has equipped us with different tools, skills, and abilities. And it all has to come together in the huddle to accomplish what God has for us. Today is a new day. Today is a different day. Not because it's the Super Bowl. Not because one team's going to be going to become a Super Bowl champion, whether it be for the seventh, eighth time or the second time. Today is special because it marks a day that you can you can be different. I asked God I wanted to be better. There is a prominent pastor, a minister who uh, I follow um, starting about a couple years ago. Uh, he's well renowned, especially in this area. Um, just ministering on on a, just on a high level, and a couple of years ago, I remember him saying, and like this guy really just blesses me. Uh, I remember him saying, um, "Better before bigger." You may know him. His name is Pastor James Woods, and I remember him saying that, and it spoke volumes to me. Better before bigger. Many of us want to be bigger but we don't want to get better to you many of us want more of God we're asking non-stop constantly God I want you to speak to me I want you to provide this and provide that I want I want to be able to minister I want to be able to get out of this situation but we don't want to become better first we don't want to become spiritually disciplined sometimes it's not about us wanting to it's about us just or not just not acknowledging it. Sometimes it's not about us uh, acknowledging the issue. It's about us not addressing it. 
All God is asking for us is to be still and be silent and know that I'm God. And if you ask, I will answer. But when I answer, will you say yes? Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this, this time, Lord, we have to be together in your presence. God, I pray, Lord, that as we break our spiritual huddles, Father, and as we're asking to become spiritually disciplined, and you're speaking, God, because you're always speaking, but are we going to listen? Father, I pray, Lord God, that as the huddle breaks, no matter what's happening on the other side of the line, Father, that we are all on the same page, that we are working to bring you glory. Father, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for being with us in this time that we've had together. Father, I pray that you would strengthen us as a body, strengthen us, Lord, as believers. Father, that we would take each other up, Lord God, join in the ranks, Lord God, alongside of each other. Knowing, Lord God, that this mission, Lord, that we're on doesn't have to be fought by spewing icy cold water at people. But, Father, we can still saturate them, Lord God, with the anointing. The anointing, Father, help us to be humble. Humble our spirits in Jesus' name. Humble us, God, that we can be effective for your kingdom and not ourselves. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory that you so richly deserve. So richly deserve. We say amen and amen and amen. All right, all right, diversity. Let's give it up for Pastor Drew for this awesome word today. Thank you, Pastor Drew, for being a vessel to be used by God. Um, definitely, as I read the word, I knew this was going to speak to the hearts of the people. Uh, diversity, I just challenge you today to not just to be listeners of the word, but to be doers of the word as we go forth. We pray that you have an awesome and anointed week, that you be great and that you'll be blessed to be a blessing. We thank you for everything that you're doing. And don't forget, February 28th, we are reopening the sanctuary. Let's do our part because we are stronger together. Let's do our part because it's through your faithfulness. It is through your consistency. It is through your spiritual discipline that we're able to go for it. In 2021, God wants to make us whole. God wants to make us well. And we are going to do our part to serve this city and this community. Take care and have a great week. We love you. Be blessed.